Welcome to What's Your Forte, the interview series presented by Bandology. Bandology is a proud Canadian nonprofit dedicated to more music for more kids via education, collaboration, and community. Hi, everybody. My name is Sandy Wright, and I'm the education manager at Bandology, a nonprofit whose goal is to bring more music to more kids through education, advocacy, and collaboration. Today, on our interview series, I am talking to Chris Chigola, and we are talking about music education, and we are talking about his amazing career as a conductor, performer, and, of course, music educator. How are you doing today, Chris? I'm great. Well, thank you very much, Sandy, for uh, having me. It's, uh, it's a pleasure and an honor at the same time. Awesome. Thank you so much. It's wonderful to have you on. We're so grateful you took the time to talk to us. Um, first question, tell us about yourself. What do you do? What, how did you sort of become the music educator and community musician that you are? Well, uh, I'm um, a music teacher and a performer. Uh, I've done this all my life. I'm the conductor of uh, Guelph Concert Band uh, since, uh, I believe, 2014. Um, I'm also the music director at the St. John's Kilmarnock School uh, in Breslau, which is a private private school. And uh, I'm the founder of uh, CIG School of the Performing Arts. Uh, I, uh, I founded that in uh, 2016 here in Guelph. And um, yeah, and I, I just, uh, I'm a full-time musician and teacher. That's, that's what I can say. You know, this is uh, this is my uh, my dream. My dream was to um, you know to be able to make a living uh, with what I love. That's amazing. Um, so, where did that dream start? Where was that moment of the journey of like you first picked up an instrument? Well, I was uh, I was five years old when I first picked up an instrument, um, and that was the violin because uh, my father was uh, a violin teacher and uh, he wanted me to, to, play with the, to play the violin. And um, so I started when I was uh, five years old uh, with lessons. And then uh, when I was 10 years old uh, or 12 years old, something like that, I, th I think I was in grade six I started playing the clarinet. My grandfather was a clarinet player. So um, we had all these uh, instruments in, in our house. And, uh, uh, you know, initially I didn't want to become a musician. You know, you're a child and you want to play mm -hmm. you all the nice things, I guess. Uh, but my father, he, that was his goal because he was a musician. And uh, I, I wanted to become a, a soccer player. And uh, he said, okay, with only one condition uh, you can go and train and uh, you know I, I thought that was uh, pretty good but uh, I want you to study music too so um, back in those days I grew up in Romania and uh, in those days uh, if you want to belong to a soccer club you actually have to go through a lot of tests uh, since you were um, six years old mm -hmm. so I got accepted at uh, the, the city club, soccer club in, in Romania. And, um, you know, I was uh, going, you know, to trainings and every, uh, to practices every morning, you know. And uh, every morning uh, after soccer practice, I had violin lessons. So I was the only one going to the stadium 
with a violin, carrying the violin, <laughs> you know, I was making fun of me, but uh, it turned out to be great. I mean, uh, uh, my father had a saying uh, growing up, he said, because, you know, uh, he made me practice and I didn't enjoy it all the time, you know, especially when uh, you're practicing and you hear outside the, the, the you know, your, your buddies playing soccer and screaming and playing. And you have to practice, you know, road concerto for violin. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man, it it was great. But uh, yeah, so he's, um, he he was always saying, as I asked him, why do you want me to to be a musician? And he said, listen, um, I have a, you know, I want you to go to work singing. I want you to play an instrument at work or do music. Mm-hmm. When you come back home, I want you to be singing. That was his, you know, his dream, his thing, right? And um, a few years after that, I was 19 years old, and uh, I was playing with uh, the radio uh, radio orchestra in, um, in Romania, in Bucharest, and I was in a subway, and uh, I was whistling a song that a uh, piece that we were supposed to practice that day, and instantly my uh, my father's words came came to mind you know like wow i'm i'm going to work not singing but whistling you know but yeah. you know so and wow this is so good and uh it was great sense you know um, uh, it was wonderful that's that's a great story especially the bit about wanting to become a soccer player um because who doesn't um actually actually you know what um I played professionally for a year and a half. Oh, really? Wow. You did? Bucharest, yes. Uh, I continue uh, playing soccer. And, and um, when I was 17, 17 and a half, uh, I started playing for um, um, a team that was in a second league. Mm-hmm. Right? And um, it was fun. And I, I played uh, for a year and a half, almost two seasons. And then uh, I decided that uh, I want to follow the music career. And uh, I went to the conservatoire and, you know, I had to, you know, give up soccer. Yeah. Yeah. But you sort of got a bit of the best of both worlds there, though. Yeah. Yeah. That's super. That's really cool. When you went to the conservatoire and sort of before that and beyond, who were your sort of like mentors or any like musical influences that you had during this sort of like you know, formative parts of that, like your music journey? It's, it's very hard to say because uh, when I was growing up, I, I was growing up in a communist Romania mm-hmm. and we didn't have a lot of connections to the outside world. You know, uh, it was very little what you could, uh, little music that you could hear through movies, for example, um, but not a lot of jazz, for example, you know. Uh, however, uh, when I was in grade nine or ten, I heard for the first time uh, Arturo Sandoval with Dizzy Gillespie, mm. their first uh, first album that they did together, and I I didn't even know at, at, at you know at that time what instruments are those you know <laughs> it was like it's, I've never heard a trumpet sounding like that. Like, yeah, this can't be a trumpet. How can they play so fast and so high? You know, and so I was amazed by um, 
you know, the technicality of, uh, of that music and uh, the creativity of that music. Uh, however, I, I didn't understand what was going on. Uh, I thought maybe I, they were reading because I was, you know, I was only studying uh, classical music and, um, um, and folk music, you know, wherever I could play. Uh, but um, I wasn't grown up in, in especially in, in high school, we didn't have a lot of, um, a lot of uh, connection, contacts, things like that, that we could relate to. I had uh, great teachers, so, mm -hmm. and, uh, and very uh, um, inspiring colleagues that were practicing all the time. And uh, I was always looking up to someone. You know? yeah. um, but uh, no, uh, yeah, as I said, for, for jazz music, it was uh, first time was Arturo Sandoval, Dizzy Gillespie, that, that recording that I had it in my car on a tape recorder and I was listening to it and, until I could not use that tape anymore. And I had yeah. to throw it away. And for classical music, when I turned 19, a friend of mine traveled uh, to France and uh, he brought me uh, a tape with uh, Wynton Marsalis, The Carnival. Hmm. And uh, that was an eye-opening for me. Um, yeah, it was, I was so blown away by what I, I was hearing on that album. And I, uh, you know, I decided that, uh, well, I, I realized that you know, trumpet is not only, um, you know, Hummel or Haydn concerto or some marching band stuff, you know, is way more than that. And I start, uh, you know, doing um, a little bit of digging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And uh, but after that, you know, uh, I, uh, you know, when I was 23 years old, I, I moved to Canada and uh, and I got all that uh, knowledge and uh, and everything I wanted uh, was was right here. The second uh, the second day I arrived here in Canada, I went because uh, I uh, I came to Quebec first, mm -hmm. and uh, I looked for a music store, and the first things I bought there was uh, Silent Mute brass Silent Mute made by Amaha. I think it just it was the first year they made those. Yeah, so I could practice in uh, in the apartment, and uh, I found the album, the whole album, Carnival by uh, the one that um, yeah did, and I bought the whole book with all the songs. It was amazing. I I couldn't I can believe that I I could find that that thing there. So those were my first two things I bought when I, on my second day in Canada. That's amazing. Especially, you know, the brass mute, that thing has saved every brass player I ever know swears by having one of those. Yeah. It saves their, especially when you live in close quarters, when you're in university and there's someone on a very thin wall on the other side, it makes life so much simpler. From that point, as you sort of like came to Canada and like moved into like the professional stage of your like career can you think of any highlights either as a performer or as like an educator even even with the cig school since it sort of opened uh it didn't happen when i when i first came to canada honestly for the first eight months i was thinking of um you know changing my careers mm. because uh, i moved from quebec to ontario and i couldn't speak uh the language i couldn't speak any english mm -hmm. and uh, uh 
you know, I, I never thought that that would, you know, um, continue uh, music here. So everything happened when uh, uh, here, I, I went to Whitford Laurier University and I wanted to talk to a trumpet professor. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, that person was uh, Mr. Guy Few, who is, uh, he's still teaching at uh, Laurier. I have played with Guy, well, I've not played, I've, I've page turned for Guy Few before. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's an amazing guy. And I, and I must say that if it wasn't for, for Guy Few, I wouldn't have been a musician in this country. Wow. Uh, because he was the, the first person in the music industry, in the music business that I've met. Mm-hmm. And I, I said to him, listen, I'm a trumpet player. I want to play something for you. And I want you to tell me if I have a chance in this country. And uh, I played something for him. I played a couple of concertos, and uh, and he said, uh, "Yeah, I think you you you'll do fine." And I want you to come here. So uh, he helped me with all the paperwork and everything because I I didn't know anything. He even yeah. called me. He even called me uh, the day of the audition. You know, he called me at home. He said, "You come here now. It's your audition time." And I, you know, it was so uh, interesting. I mean, uh, I couldn't speak the language. I, I could, you know, understand something, but it was, it was, you know, uh, and and I didn't have money. I, you know, we had a we a young uh, child. He was uh, a year old at that time. You know, so it's it's hard. It's hard to, to have a family and thinking of, okay, I'm going to go back to school and hopefully I'm going to make it, right? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't even have an instrument. I had a trumpet that was in a very bad shape. I, couldn't, I didn't have a mouthpiece. And uh, Guy Few gave me his trumpet. And he gave me his trumpet, gave me my mouth, his mouthpiece. And um, he's, I mean, he was the... The greatest support that I've ever had. Yeah, um, and uh, I owe I owe him everything. That's uh, amazing. Yeah, everything that happened to me in this country was because of him. That's a one. That's so having someone like that at that stage is so is that's a. I keep saying it's amazing, but it genuinely is. That's an enormous amount of like gift yeah. to provide and sort of, you know mentorship that is extraordinarily valuable as both a teacher and a person who is a student that kind of relationship is really important and it's very at any at any stage and it's so cool um and that's part of why music education to me is really really cool because you get to maybe not be that person but you get to help guide people to that person or at least get them and involved enough that they start seeking out mentorship like that or you do get to be that person and that's sort of the wonderful thing for me a lot of the time but for you why do you sort of why is music education important to you as like a person who you know music directs at a school and runs their own music school and conducts bands yeah well uh, music is um you know is is teaching creativity is teaching confidence uh time management these are the most important elements that creates leaders right it, it teaches uh you about the different cultures, integrity, and acceptance. Um, it incorporates competition, love, uh, compassion, 
creates friendship, teaches you how to work together with others uh, and, and an, a creative environment for the same goal. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's everything. You know, and to me, to be able to uh, uh, share my knowledge, and I wouldn't say my talent, but my, just my knowledge with, uh, with uh, kids and spread the love is, yeah. it's, it's just amazing. Yeah, no, that's, it, it has so many benefits that are outside of just being able to play an instrument and really well in a group, but that experience is so beautiful. And that's having been there recently enough that I remember what it feels like to be in that like educational environment, but also getting to see it manifest in like Bandology's band camp and my own teaching is always really, it's very, it always feels like a massive highlight of my day when I get to go like, Hey, that person made something and I helped them make that. It is a good feeling. It's, you know, you, you get the rush every day when you see your students playing great music and you know that you taught them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, they, they can create something. It's, 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 it's really awesome. Yeah. For you, in both teaching and like the performing thing, are there any like highlights that stick out of your head of go, oh, you go, oh yeah, I remember that. It was amazing. Or even just like small things that you just like a moment that were just like, yes, that's, I'm going to remember that forever. Yeah. Well, um, performing wise, uh, one of the highlights of my career was um, three years ago at a blues festival uh, in Romania when uh, uh, I was with uh, Mr. Arturo Sandoval, the, the trumpet player, who was my idol, my mm-hmm. teacher, and uh, I even met him um, privately for lessons. But uh, he saw me, you know, we're, we're talking, you know, and he said, uh, uh, do you have your trumpet with you? And I said, yes, I do. And he says, uh, I want you to play with me tonight. So he invited me to play with him and his his band um, for that uh, that evening, and that was so amazing. That was, you know, I've never even thought that, you know, I could ever play on the same stage, share the stage mm-hmm. with Idol. You know, it's it, it's unbelievable. It's yeah. Th- so that was something that I would definitely never forget, and that was I could put it up there on my, uh, you know my um career achievements <laughs> if you yeah. can yeah and for teaching was uh, again three years ago when uh, one of my students uh that um i taught since he was i don't know seven eight years old he got accepted into juilliard school of music to wow. start but uh, his name is uh, william leathers and uh, he's now, uh, he, he had a, this year, he got a full scholarship to do his master's at uh, Juilliard. And he is one of the most prominent uh, young trumpet players in the world. That's awesome. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy for him. And uh, um, that was a moment in my career as a teacher when I thought, wow, uh, I think I did something good. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's an amazing achievement for him. And, 
is a, a wonderful experience to see like that success and the work that yep. you've helped them put in uh, sort of manifest itself in someone creating like beautiful music for people around yeah. the world. Um, yeah. So do you have like advice to people who are young musicians who are maybe interested in pursuing music generally, but also looking at sort of what you do and like the conducting side and the teaching side and going, how do I get in there? My advice is to find the best teacher you can get, period. And study with professional musicians that are already on the path that you want to pursue. Mm -hmm. um, be versatile uh, because, um, you know, there are not a lot of opportunities today for only one style. So you have to yeah. be versatile, listen to everything, try to play everything try to study and practice and understand every style of music that you know you can listen to um listen to all kinds of music and all kinds of instruments and uh, you know go deeper into listening not just you know listen for the heck of listening yeah um and very important is make friends make friends now from the industry because those friends are going to become your connections later yeah um and uh be, pre be prepared all the time and very important be on time that's something that um you know uh, musician professional musician musicians sometimes um, struggle with and uh they lose yes. a lot of gigs because of that yeah um don't forget that no matter how much you practice, there is always someone who practices more than you. And uh, don't have another alternative. If you really want to do this, don't have another alternative to fall back on. Just hang in there because uh, one day great things are going to happen for you. Yeah, that's. That's very good advice, especially the bit about being on time. <clears throat> As a person who has once played a wedding and my keyboard has showed up 45 minutes late to the dress rehearsal, it's great. Yeah. Um, I was very stressed. Uh, um, but it's it's that sort of like, those are, the every bit of that was is something that I've heard as like a person, somewhat perpetual music student. Um, and they're great. They're, listen to him anybody watching uh, under the who is trying to do this um but yeah for you as a sort of person working um so do you have any in your own like work as a conductor or uh teacher anything exciting plans or new projects coming up sort of in the next little bit um it's kind of hard right now to make a lot of plans especially yeah. you know because of the situation we're in but uh, i'm planning to uh to do a uh brass festival in europe um hopefully in the month of july and uh of course um i'm playing with uh with a jazz band now the jazz group uh, called phoenix mm -hmm. and uh, we're gonna have uh, a few gigs around here and in terms of conducting you know i just um i'm just hopefully i'm uh, we're gonna be able to start uh, performing again and do concerts and uh, we'll see what's going to happen but uh, my goal every day is to to be ready you know to be ready every day and um, keep focused uh, stay um, 
um, motivated, you know, and practice. I practice every day, even now, you know, a couple of hours. And, you know, uh, when the phone rings, I'm ready. That's also a good piece of advice. Um, uh, but yeah, thank you so much uh, for speaking with us today. Um, You're welcome. My pleasure. I hope the things you're planning come to fruition. Um, and I, for both your sake and also the sake of us moving into a phase where more music can get shared within the challenging like environment we're finding we're in right now. Um, but thank you so much for speaking with me. Uh, thank you everybody for watching. Uh, this has been an episode of Bandology's interview series. Uh, I've been Sandy Wright, the music, the education manager at Bandology speaking with Dr. Chris Jagole. Um, and hopefully uh, we are able to share more music with you soon um, coming from the pandemic world that we are in. Have a great evening, everybody. And thank you for listening. Thank you so much, Cindy. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. If you like what you heard, you can learn more about our organization at bandology.ca, which features information about music education, advocacy and research, and our play a gig and band camp programs. Follow us on social media for more videos, performance and interviews on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube.